everyone, and welcome back to another post from r slash T-I-F-U, a subreddit where people post stories, pretty funny ones, where they screw themselves over in one way or another. Today's story, T-I-F-U, by going to work on magic mushrooms. So this didn't happen today, but a few years ago. I want to start by saying drugs and drug use are pretty commonplace in the restaurant industry mainly alcohol and cocaine. One to wind you down after work and one to get you going for a rush. Other drugs aren't hard to find either. Well, I was a bit of a hippie growing up. I'm talking white boy with dreadlocks that played bass in a slightly psychedelic rock band. So naturally, I started a pretty good relationship with hallucinogenic drugs, mainly mushrooms and acid. Fast forward a couple years. I'm out of culinary school in my early 20s, working away for a restaurant that had one of the best kitchen crews I've ever had the pleasure of working with. I got the rare Friday off, so I started to make plans with my buddies to take the day for a much-needed mushroom trip, as I hadn't done them in a couple years. Around 2.30, we take our dose, about 5.5 grams each, and we start waiting for them to kick in. Now, for anyone who has never done them, they can take anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour to kick in. So, me and my buddies are just smoking weed, playing video games. About 40 minutes after taking them, I got a call from work. So-and-so cut his hand pretty bad, and we need you in as soon as possible. So, being the good employee I am, I say, yeah, no problem. I'll be there in 30 minutes. I get off the phone, and my buddy asks, uh, dude... What did you just agree to? Without missing a beat, I'm going into work. Guy cut his hand. Dude, we are like 10 minutes out from tripping. Oh, frick, oh, frick, oh, frick. I panic briefly, but then I remember past experience of friends having bad trips, and I calm myself down. Knowing we have a good crew, I'm thinking, shit, maybe I could just hide down on fryers for the night or something. I get in, not tripping too bad yet. Colors are brighter, and I've got a warm feeling in my stomach. Okay, I effing got this. I stroll over to the reservation book. About 150 people between 6 p.m. and 8 p.m., right in the middle of when I'll be peaking. Okay, I'm effed. I get into the line, and turns out I'm working saute with a guy I'm so in sync with, we barely have to talk. I asked to take the easy job of setting up pans and plates. I figured I'd set myself on fire if I was the one cooking. As we get into the bulk of the rush, I start tripping harder and harder. Things look like they are breathing. I'm getting minor hallucinations in my peripheral vision, but I'm keeping my shit together. At about seven, we are just flying. Food is coming out so well, and the guy calling out orders is keeping everyone motivated and says, Holy shit, the saute boys are killing it tonight. I can't contain myself anymore, and I just burst out laughing. Everyone looks at me, and I'm like crazy. As I'm laughing, I manage to say, I'm on effing mushrooms, man, which sends the whole kitchen into an uproar that can be heard from the dining room. Word got around quick to everyone, and they are all making fun of me and pointing and laughing. Word gets around to the owner. He comes back, takes a look at me, and asks the board caller, 
Has he been putting up food? Yeah, and he's been killing it. Then I don't give enough what he's on. Just keep killing it. Rest of the night goes smooth. So I guess it wasn't much of an F up in the end, but it was a hell of an interesting night for sure. An extra story for you. I currently work at the same place this happened at, but they sold it last year. It's a marina restaurant, so it's seasonal, but next summer will be my 11th in a row. I'm currently the sous chef there for the new owners. We are open year round, but on a lot smaller scale because in the winter, it's damn cold in Canada. Ever hear the story of the Major League Baseball pitcher dropping acid and then being called into pitch? He pitched a no-hitter or something super impressive like that. There's a documentary on Netflix called No-No. This documentary will surprise you. Very enjoyable. Inspiring, even. Just go watch it right now. Hey, anthropologist here. Magic mushrooms were traditionally used by shaman to help them diagnose medical problems by some cultures. As you discovered, they can improve performance by helping you to focus on smaller details, so the shaman would notice details they'd miss otherwise. That's really interesting. Any other info about why drugs were used by other cultures aside from to commune with the spirits? It depends on your conceptions of commune with the spirits, I guess. I mean, Yanomami still use drugs while also performing shamanistic tasks. It's just that for them, interacting with the spirits is part of the process. While we can separate the religious significance from the medicinal botanicals they might employ, they don't. Anyway, Aztecs and Mayans used cocoa to seal business deals and also as a stimulant. Ancient Egyptians infused tetracycline into their beer and prescribed it to sick patients. Even children, the first documented purposeful use of antibiotics, although they didn't know the chemical formulas to be sure. People living in malaria environments vary their diet seasonally to intake more oxidants during mosquito season because oxidants damage red blood cells, making it difficult for malaria to mature and thereby decreasing infection rates. And various traditional medicines Chinese, for example, use lots of botanical and mineral treatments for all kinds of ailments, including lifestyle issues like increasing libido, etc. If I had to guess, I would think it just helps you get in the zone a lot easier. I remember back in middle school when I was the worst basketball player on the team. I found that I was at my best when I was alone and either listening to music or singing to myself. It was because I was relaxed and letting muscle memory do the work. On the court, in front of other players, or an audience, I was terrible, second-guessing myself all the time. It's like you can't get the insecure part out of your brain to stop worrying about what other people are thinking of you, and it just Fs with you and your performance. But drugs can often help silence that inner voice, and it's like you're a kid again, full of hopes and dreams, and nothing is squashing them. Suddenly, you can do whatever you want. 10 out of 10. I shared this with a friend who did something similar. We went up to work and had a conversation with his manager and district manager for our great American cookie while we were on acid. Had some great ideas and told them as much. He got a promotion to assistant manager because of it. And he admitted it was because of the LSD to them. And their response was, and I quote, Whatever you're doing, it's working. 
keep the good ideas coming and you could have your own store soon. He got fired for coming in to work high as F like six months later. Never let them see you sober if you plan on doing that shit and broadcasting it. Otherwise, they look for it. Smart. That's how my current coworkers and I get shit done at work. It doesn't matter if you're baked off your ass if A, nobody gets hurt, B, shit gets done, and C, you're always so effed up, that's all your bosses see you as. So when you're sober, people ask if you're okay and not because you don't look right, lol. That's wild. I've done them before and I wouldn't recommend anyone even go out in public, let alone work. Yeah, it's best if you take them in the woods or somewhere alone with close friends. You can't function like a normal human being if you take a good amount of shrooms. So that wraps up today's post. I loved reading this story. Do you have any stories or know anyone that had a similar experience? We would love to hear them in the comments below. If you liked the video, leave a like or a comment. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to hear more and see more posts from r slash TIFU and other subreddits when they come out on the channel, please subscribe. As always, thank you so much for watching and for listening. Hey everyone and welcome back to r slash today I effed up the subreddit where people tell stories of hilarious ways that they just messed up their own lives. Today's post, TIFU by not understanding how sound travels. Set the scene. It's 2017. I had been dating my high school crush for three months now, meeting up at parties, getting drunk, the usual for an 18-year-old. One day, we decide that it's time to spend the night together in my parents' house because, you know, three months is a serious relationship for an 18-year-old. Obviously, I had to do some prep before she came over. Fairy lights along the bedposts, because chicks love that. Tidy the room, change the bed sheets, apply a little bit of lavender to the pillows, spray some nice cologne, gotta smell fresh. Fast forward a few hours. It's about 11 p.m., we're in bed, nothing but fairy lights lighting up the room, love is in the air, super romantic. Things get heated and before we know it, we are on our way to pound town. Bed is rocking, giving the classic bed frame squeak, having the time of our lives. So this went on almost every day for a year. She would come over, we would get down to business, go to sleep, repeat. And I thought nothing of it. The only thing that I questioned was when my mom came up the stairs and passed me a bag full of condoms. Me being innocent was like, why would I need these, mom? I don't have sex. She just said, okay, they're there if you need them, and walked out. Anyway, that didn't rouse any suspicion. Now, midweek, no one is in the house but myself and my girlfriend of a year and a bit. She sat down on the bed and it squeaked a little bit. It had gotten worse over our year together and it made us think about how the sound might travel. Now, I live in a two-story house. I stay upstairs and my mom and stepdad sleep directly below me on the ground floor. So I send the girlfriend downstairs into my mom's bedroom and I jump on the bed making it squeak. She comes back upstairs with a horrified expression on her face. Apparently the sound carries through the floor and is amplified by the hollow ceiling acting like a big amplifier. So my poor mother, who has since bought an expensive pair of earplugs, has had to listen to my girlfriend and I going at it for the past year. 
I wasn't able to look my mom in the eye for a few weeks after, and I think she might have understood why. I bought my dad a cute white teddy bear one year for Father's Day. He stuck it behind the headboard, peeking out over him while he slept. I thought it was because he loved me the best. Then when I got older, I learned he named it Bumpy and used it to keep the bedroom sounds from traveling. I'm convinced headboards are only there so parents know when their kids start masturbating. My son was jumping on my waterbed many years ago, and because my wife and I had company, the noise of the floor was really annoying. I yelled up at him and said, What are you doing? You're making a lot of noise. Are you doing something you shouldn't be? He, seven years old at the time, yells back, Why? It always makes this noise when you and mommy jump on it. Savage little bastard. My guests, three couples from our church at the time, never let me live down the waterbed noises. Me being innocent was like, hmm, why would I need these, mom? I don't have sex. Even if your mom couldn't hear anything, you were bringing your girlfriend over almost every night for a year, and you wanted to convince your mom you weren't having sex? Yeah, moms aren't that naive. Exactly. Not just moms, but parents. The reason we ask what that mark on your neck is, is not because we don't already know it's a hickey. We just want to hear what dumbass excuse you're going to come up with. Dude, I was 16 and decided to drink for the first time. I went into her alcohol cabinet and got to work. My mom, after nine shots, asked me to fold laundry. I figured I could play off sobriety, helped her out. I helped her out and went back to playing video games, thinking I made it out without her figuring it out. A few years later, I playfully admitted to drinking her alcohol and how she didn't know. Her response without missing a beat, You were drunk as fuck, of course I knew. I did the same thing at your age, so what could I say? I realized she knew way more than I figured she did, but she wanted me to grow and admit things on my own terms. God, the things she probably knows. I still remember the day I came home to find my mom sitting on the edge of my bed looking very upset. I tried asking her what was wrong, but she just gave me a weird look and went to her room and didn't speak to me for a couple of days. I didn't think anything of it and figured that she just wasn't feeling all that well or something. That is, until I found my box of condoms sitting on top of the underwear in my underwear drawer when they're normally underneath it at the very back. My mom is a conservative Catholic woman. Although, good news, she actually seemed to get over it and became even friendlier than she already was toward my girlfriend, who I'd been seeing for about a year and a half at that point. We'd had our tough times, but that was the moment that made me realize that my mom really did love me and would have my back no matter what happened. My buddy had a story like this just after high school, living with his mom. After six months into his first very physical relationship, in the heat of loudly banging in his room and no previous mother-son discussion, his girlfriend is making noise as usual. There's a sudden loud pounding on the other side of the door. Thank you for making my son happy, but can you please keep it down a little so I can sleep? I wish my parents were that cool about a perfectly natural part of life. When I was a teenager, my boyfriend at the time had his mom also hand him a bag of condoms, and we weren't having sex yet. 
It was great, though, because it was a mostly opaque plastic bag full of condoms, and you could only see square red wrappers through it. He got really excited because he thought it was a bag of those mini Halloween Kit Kats, and was really disappointed to find out it wasn't. So that's it for the post, guys. Wow, this is a, a hilariously mortifying post. And I think it's really kind of a unique insight into how the internet can sort of expose kids' naivete these days where they think their parents don't know what's going on when really they do. I'm just really thankful that I grew up in a time when the internet was still young and I, I wasn't at least voluntarily, you know, putting that out there. Uh, but I do think it's pretty hilarious that somehow the OP didn't think his mom knew that he and his girlfriend were having sex even though it was a budding relationship and they were hanging out alone in their bedroom at night, every night. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the post. If you did, please leave a like or a comment to contribute to the discussion below. It always helps us out a lot. And if you'd like to see more and hear more posts from r slash TIFU and other subreddits in the future, please subscribe. Thank you so much for watching and for listening.